on the edge of space before time began there was only the hubverse sprocketeers avenged clarity they dismantled obscurity they danced when the flywheel spun here we bring you the stories and the journeys to becoming the hubspot super admin in this episode, Travis promotes his New York Times bestselling book. He shares with us the mental challenges of pivoting, and he explains why he's in the growth ops business. Welcome to the Becoming a HubSpot Super Admin podcast, powered by Sprocketeer. We're championing the HubSpot Super Admin, and with us today, we have Travis Scott. He's the founder of Rainier Digital. It's the growth ops agency, and he's the host of the Winding Road Careers podcast. Hey, Travis. Hey, thanks for having me, Grant. Looking forward to it. Same. Uh, when we met, we had a really good conversation and we scheduled this. And now I'm really looking forward to diving into the questions with you. We're going to have a good time. Let's start off with the the fun one. What's your favorite HubSpot tool and why is it your favorite? Uh, I'm, I'm probably, uh, I'd be curious to know what everyone else says, but it's probably similar to what a lot of people say. I think it's workflows, right? I mean, mm-hmm. uh, I love building things. I love like making things work that you didn't think could work. Um, and, and workflows help make that happen. Um, and, uh, kind of like to put on my MacGyver hat that's going to date <laughs> me and, and some people that might go over some heads, but I like to put on my MacGyver hat and grab a piece of gum and a, and a paper clip and workflows and, and make, make stuff happen. Wait, I think colloquially workflows are MacGyver mode for everyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With absolutely. the custom coded actions, you could pull anything in from the web. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. It's amazing what you can do. I'm, I'm trying to hack some things now, uh, with, uh, with, um, uh, non HubSpot forms. And so I'll probably be going out mm-hmm. to the community to, to get some, some help, um, trying to, to map them when they can't be mapped, but maybe using a workflow How to do that. Heard calling individual properties to then take that mm-hmm. input and put it in the right spot. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So trying to figure that out now. Workflows. I said this, uh, in a previous podcast that I need to keep a running tally. I need to go back through and, and ta- start tallying the, the poll of which one is <laughs> a favorite. Yeah. Workflow is yeah, definitely cool. up there. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so workflows. Uh, let's now let's now do a, a couple things. Where we're basically going uh, for everyone listening, spinny spinny sprocketeers. Thanks for being here. We're going to go with Travis. For for those of you listening for the first time, is uh, we're we're going to hear about where Travis is right now. We're going to stick that goalpost in the ground. We're going to go back to where he started with HubSpot. Stick that goalpost in the ground. And we're going to talk about the in between, basically uh, through milestones and through people that he wants to, to call out. And so Travis, for that first one, can you just give us a, a couple statements, give us an idea of what you're doing now? Yeah. So right now I, uh, am a solopreneur, uh, hope to be a solopreneur with a small team of freelancers and other people to help. Cause I know I can't do it alone. Um, but right now it's just me. Um, and uh, I'm the founder of Rainier Digital, which has been around since 2009. 
the last economic downturn. Uh, it was it was spawned then, um, and has taken on a lot of different forms and uh, just kept the name. Um, might rebrand at some point in time, but um, right. I'm not a, not a brand person, so I'm just like I'm just gonna <laughs> stick with it, man. Like people know me and they know Rainier Digital, and I'm just gonna leave it at that for right now. Um, but it was, you know, pay, I was doing paid search, paid media at one point in time. Um, and I've done some recruitment through it. Um, it's just been kind of, it, it started out as like my way of like having a legit business to be able to do side gigs, right. And keep taxes clean. Um, but, but yeah, so right now I, I, I am calling it growth ops because I really don't like the term rev ops, um, and marketing ops mm. is too narrow. Um, cause I have sure. sales experience, I have marketing experience and, but I also have recruitment experience. And I think that's a growth lever that companies can pull. And I think that has its own ops that need to be tackled. And I think, uh, I just think silos need to be blown up across the business, not just with sales and marketing and, and CS. Right. So I think there's a lot of levers right. to a company's growth that go beyond those three key, uh, kind of more focused on components. So, so re, re. I am rebranding that and uh, <laughs> call it something I feel fits yeah. more with what I can, can do and offer. Right. So, so yeah, that is definitely a, a spot in the market of, of saying, I, I don't identify as a rev ops. I identify more as a growth ops. And I'm often talking about the two phases of like, you're either maintaining the business that you have, which mm -hmm. is a lot of work, right. Or you're growing. So at any stage along your growth, you're either doing one of those two. And it sounds to me like you're identifying that in that growth phase, there not only mm -hmm. are things that you have to do to run your business, there are other additional things that you have to do to be growing that existing business. Into yeah, absolutely. New... Yeah. Love that. All right. Maybe that'll come up more as we go along here of <laughs> where that's coming from, which is always fun. What unfolds. Yeah. <laughs> Talk to us then, Travis, about the the starting point, your first HubSpot role. What were you doing? How did you get there? What did that look like? Yeah. So, so uh, I was, it was 2013 or 14. Can't remember. Okay. okay. Um, and I just left a, a full time recruiting role at Microsoft, um, decided to take the leap and do marketing full-time i had been doing it as side gigs uh trying to work my way out of recruitment um that i fell into accidentally and uh just decided hey no one's gonna hire me because i don't have you know legit marketing experience i'm gonna brute force this thing and i can't fire myself i mean maybe i can fire myself but i can also hire <laughs> myself and i'm gonna do that right so decided you know what i'm done with recruiting for now i'm gonna just do this marketing thing and i look i, I started down the path of hubspot partner hood then um and considered it and that was when it was really just a marketing automation platform and that was right. it right and heavy inbound um and at that time i was my core focus was more paid search and paid media and so i just okay. decided to stick with that so it never fully went down the hubspot route but I, I started um and then uh 2020 end of 2020 early 2021 um i was a director of marketing uh for a, a company based in denver but i was working remotely managing a team of like eight people um and just it finally had the itch to like do my own thing again 
um, and, and uh, work on more problems, more projects, work with more companies, see more things, get, you know, get, gain more exposure. And um, I was talking to my cousin who, who owns a, an agency in Indianapolis called Found Search Marketing. And she said, man, I think you should like look at HubSpot again. And, and, you know, just dig into that. And uh, she's like, knowing what I know about you and what you enjoy about marketing. She's like, yeah. I think that could be like where you, you fit. And then I had uh, just written a book that was published in 2020 about recruitment marketing. And a lot of what I talked about in the book aligns with HubSpot and ops for recruitment, nice. right? And, and recruitment right. marketing. And I started to connect the dots. I'm like, yeah, that is what I enjoy. I just wrote a book on it essentially, but it's different, <laughs> different, you know, lens. Um, sure. So yeah, I'll, I'll check it out again. So I did and became a partner and, and that was May of officially became a partner in May of 2021. So I haven't really been back in Congrats. the fold for very long, but thanks. Thanks, man. And, but yeah, you know, a lot of imposter syndrome, a shit ton of imposter syndrome. Yeah came like Crazy. flooding over me, like that pivot from a director and leading strategy over all of marketing to then like digging in deep uh, and and needing to know this stuff really fast, um, especially after saying, thanks, right. but I'm going to be on my own now. Um, yeah. Didn't do it as a side gig, uh, which I normally do when I make pivots. It was just like, I'm, I'm, you know, and I think 2020 had that effect on a lot of people were just like, Life's too short, man. If I'm going to jump, I'm going to jump with both feet and I'm doing this thing. Um, right. It's kind of what it was. And so, so yeah, I went in and just started to learn, man. Uh, I was in communities, just a sponge. I wasn't talking much. I was listening a lot, um, right, right. observing a lot and uh, just had to become comfortable with uncomfortable. Like I had to be best friends with it, man. Like let's dance and let's do this. Right. And and it was hard because it's really hard, especially as you uh, advance through your career. Um, I mean, I've always loved learning new things. And so I think it's been exciting for me. It's, it's kind of given me a new life in my career. Mm -hmm. But it's really hard when you get comfortable with something and things are easy to then just jump into uncomfortable and like really uncomfortable. Um, it's, it's challenging. Um, mentally, it was challenging. Uh having to learn on the fly while also trying to be the expert uh, and, and saying that you can and, and <laughs> you, because you know, you can do, you might not know specifically each little step, but you know, this mm -hmm. concept is something you're capable of. It's how do I implement? It sounds like that's, that was tough. Yeah. <laughs> Which just is. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was tough. Um, and, and I don't pretend to know what I don't know. And so that made it hard. Right. And so it was just, and to, to, to drive new business, like you've got to be out there at social talk about what you know. <laughs> it's like, well, I'm learning, uh, you know, well said, Travis. So. I just want to point out, you said, <laughs> I don't pretend to know what I don't know, which is hard to run a business on. <laughs> yeah, it is. So often it is. it's like, well, yeah, we can, if you're being honest, no, we've actually never done that. We'll figure it out for you, but. Yeah. And that's how I approached it. It's like, I have all yeah. of this experience in sales and marketing. So I understand it very, very well. I understand the strategy and it, within certain industries, I tried to stay within the industries I know, which is staffing agencies and staffing and, and kind of manufacturing medical equipment type of things where I was a director of marketing in that world. Um, and, and I've tried to just stay in, in businesses and markets I know right. and 
if I know that, then we can get the other stuff to work for it instead of like going to HubSpot and trying to make it fit into a business that you don't know anything about. Right. Um, so that's kind of my approach and I've just been on it and just been like, Hey, I'll figure this out. We'll, we'll make it work. I know what it does. There's nuances, you know, right, like I got to right. figure out, but can it do it? Yeah. Do I know how to do it? Not yet. So, so that's been kind of how I've, I've rolled. I, I appreciate that sentiment, Travis. Those of you listening, I, I want to point out that Travis just said, if you know an industry, it makes it a little bit more manageable when you're trying to implement a new tool into that industry, because you already know how that industry operates. But when you're trying to do a new industry and a new tool simultaneously, <laughs> I mean, that's exponentially more difficult. Yeah, absolutely. Because you're learning a lot more than what you really should be learning at that point in time. <laughs> <laughs> Need to maybe go, yeah, go get a job where someone's telling you how it works and you're just implementing it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so you gave us a bit, usually we'd go into the journey, but you kind of gave us a bit of the journey. Um, to recap, are the high points you had started, like you said, 2013, 2014, but then there was like a lull and then you kind of came back? 2019. Yeah. Yeah. Really 20, 2021, really. Um, so really 2014 to 2021. So almost seven years, right? Like seven year gap in between, like when I first touched up, I mean, I worked with other marketing automation platforms and, and, and things and other tools. Like I was heavy into tools. Like that was kind of my thing, uh, where I always was it, you know, I always ended up like that was the magnet for me or the, you know, if, mm-hmm. if that was a light, I was the moth. Um, mm-hmm. I always just found myself dealing with technology, um, going down that route. So, so it made it easy to get back. I think the thing that's with HubSpot is it changed so much, you know, yeah, like, that's what I wanted to get like, to. So <laughs> from 2014 to 2021, what was that like? You're opening it back up. Like this isn't yeah. just marketing anymore. <laughs> oh, it was Rip Van Winkle, man. I like woke up in a new, <laughs> in a new world. It's like, what? It can do this and it can do this now. And, and what? So, I mean, there was so much that happened. Like if you were a HubSpot partner starting that and stuck with it, everything would be added on gradually. You'd learn it. And, mm-hmm. pre, you know, by now, like, yeah, that was easy because it happened so slowly. Right. Mm-hmm. But for me, it was like seven years worth of stuff. I had to like learn super quick and and, and figure it all out and how it all worked together. And mm-hmm. um, and so, yeah, I mean, it was it's, it was like I was in a coma for seven years and woke up. It's like, whoa, this is the world now. OK. <laughs> I can dig it, but I got to learn it, it. So, right. It's now, now there's multiple hubs and then there's pricing yeah. structures for each hub and then all the tools that go along with each one. Yeah. And uh, a CRM. They didn't have a CRM back then. Right. They, they were still tied to HubSpot pre or Salesforce pretty tightly then. Crazy. So yeah, a whole different world. <laughs> Woke up from a coma and all of a sudden there's a, a fully baked product out there. <laughs> Yeah, uh, we won't get into all that that <laughs> grandstanding, but uh, so along the way, then you actually mentioned was it your sister or your aunt? Cousin. Your cousin. Uh, who are some of the people in some of those roles along the way uh, that you want to call out for whatever reason? Either yeah, you worked with them, or you know they said something to you. Yeah, I mean, I think. Uh... Uh, my cousin, Julie, Julie Wampner, um, Julie, she, uh, she's also an IU alum, like, like you and I go Hoosiers. Go Hoosiers. <laughs> so, IU. 
And, uh, and, um, so she really got my whole marketing career going, um, because she was like employee number seven at Google in the Google AdWords department back then. And that's why she started a paid search company after they went public shortly after. Um, and she's, she's been instrumental throughout my entire marketing career. Um, like she's who I lean on, uh, whenever I have a question, uh, like she's really taught, taught me the ropes, uh, from day one. Um, and, and, you know, she's kind of my sounding board of like sanity, like, Hey, am I crazy (laughs) to think this could work? Uh, and, uh, or, or, Hey, you know me, uh, what should I do? (laughs) So, (laughs) so yeah, that's why I'm in HubSpot now because of her. Um, Thanks, and then I think, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, then Ali Schwanke is, is another person. I think, you know, Ali and, Allie. um, uh, we met several years ago at a conference here in, in Washington state, um, in the tri cities, uh, and just kind of became friends ever since then. I think it was like 2019 when I met her. Um, yeah, we just kind of became friends and I lean on her for a lot of things since she's a HubSpot partner and, um, knows a lot about HubSpot. Um, and, and then, you know, we talk about a lot of other things too. Uh, she, I consider her a friend. Now I yeah. see her in Nebraska once a year when I go there in February. Brilliant, brilliant time to be in Nebraska, by the way. If you want to go, February is the time. February um, is the time. Shout out to the <laughs> HubSpot Hacks uh, YouTube channel. Uh, if you're listening right now, go over to YouTube and type in HubSpot Hacks and subscribe to that channel. Amazing Absolutely. content. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's where I learn a lot. Um, so, Same. so, uh, so yeah, so I see her every February when I go go to Nebraska, to Lincoln, Nebraska for a for a nonprofit gala, um, and uh, and then I'd say um, you know, Sam Sam Anderson at Origin sixty three. Uh, that's another HubSpot agency. Um, she uh, you know has brought me in on some projects early on, um, uh, early last year. I uh, was able to help uh, when when they kind of were at capacity uh, needed some help. Um, and, and that really helped me. I mean, talk about imposter syndrome. Like now when you're doing it for somebody else and you're, you know, you don't want to mess up, you don't really want to mess up for a client, but you don't really want to mess up for another partner. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think that, that was even more pressure than having a, doing it for a client. Um, but learned a ton and that kind of helped get my confidence up and, uh, helped me get over some, some humps there, uh, with, with what I knew. And, um, so yeah, so that was a huge help uh, in, in kind of kickstarting my my world. So so yeah, Thanks, those Sam. are the kind of the key key people. That's awesome. Uh, shout out to Sam as well at Origin sixty three. It's awesome. Thanks for sharing the the story and the people. Uh, it's my my favorite part to listen to. Uh, I know I have key people in my life and. I know what they mean to me. So it's very interesting for me personally to hear about other people's stories. It's my favorite part. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And we yeah. need people, right? We can't, right. can't do it alone. So exactly. All right. The uh, controversial, <laughs> interesting <laughs> last question, <laughs> Travis 2032, in a couple of <laughs> weeks, that won't be true, but in tra- uh, Travis 2032 is in front of you. Uh, what is he doing? What does he say to you? Uh, what does he remind you or what does he validate and like reassure you about? Tell us that. Uh, um, gosh, 10 years from now. Um, I mean, it's so, it's so hard to even predict two years from now. 
But I mean, hopefully like my business will be thriving. It will be uh, in a really good place. I will have a team. I don't know if I ever want to have employees. Uh, so I will have a team of, of people who uh, I lean on, who, who also don't want to be employees. And so <laughs> together we'll, we'll go conquer this thing. Um, and, uh, yeah, so the business will be thriving. Uh, I, I will have a good balance between free time and work time. I think that's going to be important from now mm-hmm. through then, especially with young kids growing up. Um, uh, at that point, my youngest will be almost 10 years old, which is because right. he's like two months now. Uh, so that's weird. I can't see him beyond being a baby. Um, <laughs> and, uh, um, like a face, like a little personality and stuff. Oh yeah. He'll, he'll be talking back and right now I can't talk. So, <laughs> so yeah, that'll be, that'll be strange. I can't even imagine that. Right. So, um, so yeah, that'll, that'll be happening. That'll be weird. Um, and, uh, I think, you know, one, I think one of the biggest things is like, um, I would tell myself like, Hey, Keep it simple. Don't overcomplicate things. And uh, and there's magic to saying no to things. Mm-hmm. And that's how we got here 10 years from now, because we focused on the right things uh, and, and didn't get sidetracked. Um, and, uh, and also hope to have kind of multiple income streams through the business, through other things, right? So like winding road yeah. careers, uh, we'll be doing courses and all kinds of things. Hopefully by then I'll have at least two more books under, I'd like to do a book every three to five years. So, so that, and by maybe the third one, they, uh, it won't be as shitty as the first two. So, <laughs> so, so hopefully I'll have a good book out by, <laughs> by then. <laughs> so New York times bestseller on the third one. Got it. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's, it's so hard, man, like uh, to, to think 10 years out yeah. from now because it'll be such a different world. Yeah, it'll be a different world. You'll be a different person. It's mm-hmm. like uh, like some people will ask, uh, what, uh, what's your favorite book? Sometimes I ask people, um, what, what book have you read the most times? Because mm-hmm. the book stayed the same, but you've changed. Yeah. So what book do you keep going back to? Um, mm-hmm. It's so hard to predict what, yeah. what you're going to be like. Yeah. I mean, I, I could probably say that the books that I'll go keep going back to then are probably the same ones now, like um, The Art of Possibility being a big one. Like, I, I have a feeling I'll be reading that numerous times between now and the, the next 10 years. Um, and it's and crazy. So, as you read it, you get different things out of oh, it yeah. that you didn't get yeah. before. Which is, exactly. Which changed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's crazy how it, it just... the lens changes, right? Like you see it differently. Like I read these words three times already (laughs) (laughs) now for the fourth or 10th time. Like I didn't get that the first time or now it makes more sense or so. Yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy. All right, Travis, uh, for those listening, where can they find you if they want to reach out to you? Yeah. I'm most active on LinkedIn. Um, if you just look, uh, Travis Scott, uh, Travis L Scott, I have to do that because a rapper has killed my brand. Uh, which again, <laughs> I'm not a brand guy. If I would have been, I would have locked up a bunch of stuff a long time ago and, mm-hmm. uh, he had easy access to that. Um, but look up Travis L Scott, Rainier digital. If you look, search for those things, you'll find me. Um, and then Twitter every once in a while, I'll, I'll tweet something. Um, and I'm five zero nine marketer on, on Twitter. Five zero nine marketer. 
Is that yeah, the zip? The, the area code for area code. Yeah, Spokane. Yeah. So, so yeah, the 509. 509 marker. I like that. Thank you so much, Travis, for sharing your story with us. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. It was great. All right, Sprocketeers, thanks for listening. Uh, until next time, spinny spinny. <laughs>